the man that says what the people need to hear. Somebody need to hear this. That's right. He's going to be bringing you the word each and every week. You better not only be ready, but stay ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. The time is up. It's the moment you've been waiting for. He's here. It's the Raw and Uncut Podcast with Pastor Radden. Service starts now. Amen. Amen. I believe I was disconnected for a minute. Um, if we happen to get disconnected, amen, just hang on and I'll get right back to you. If we uh, if for whatever reason we lose signal, sometimes that goes on. There's a lot of uh, storms and things going on outside and different things and whatnot. So um, if we get disconnected, just hang on in there and we will we'll be right back. Amen. Until then, hallelujah, God, I am Elder Dakota Radden Sr. I am the assistant pastor at Restoration Community Outreach Ministries under the leadership of the mighty, mighty woman of God, Tonetta Robinson, which is the pastor, the senior pastor, the head pastor. Amen. God bless you. Amen. And our bishop, our overseer, the big bad bishop, Bishop Willie Robinson Jr. Amen. Hallelujah. Mighty man of God. Um, him and his wife, a mighty woman of God, been on the battlefield for many, many years since the early 80s, busting the devil in his head. Hallelujah. God bless your holy name, Jesus. Thank God for another opportunity to come before you. Our prelay out in Sierra Vista, uh, Bishop Andre Sexton and his wife, Evangelist Andre Sexton, continue to bless them in Jesus' holy name. Amen. God bless everybody for tuning in. Um, Sister Patterson, amen. Sister Vicky Myers, amen. The songstress, the songbird, Lolito Goodman, amen. Hallelujah. God bless everyone. Thank you all for tuning in. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We're going to go ahead and get right into it. And there's my beautiful brown sugar, my queen, my bride, my wife-to-be of 24 years coming up on August 21st. Amen. My beautiful wife tuning in. God bless her. Amen. She's probably on her way home. There's my classmate. Amen. Letitia Thompson. Amen. Uh, Thomas. Amen. Letitia Jackson Thomas. God bless you, sister, for tuning in. Amen. Hallelujah, God. We will go ahead and, and join in our Bible study. Thank you all for tuning in. Amen. Bless your holy name. I'll be coming out of the book of Romans in the 12th chapter. Very, very, very familiar scripture, uh, verses one and two that we say a lot in church. I'm going to try and break some things down. Amen. About getting your mind right. Amen. Hallelujah, God. And we're just going to go ahead and dive right in. It's a lot of things going on in this world today. Um, people getting killed, uh, uh, by gun violence and all of that type of stuff is crazy stuff going on politically with our Democrats and uh, and Republicans going back and forth, not getting nothing done, mind you, trying to. But, you know, but keep blocking one another and <laughs> just a bunch of mess going on in the political arena. Uh, we know about the stuff that went on in Hawaii. Sadly, I want to talk about that for a minute, about the people that passed away and what state of mind and where your heart be, because we never know what death is. Them people had no warning. They were jumping in the water, those that could. But unfortunately, some of them just could not get away because there was no warning. And I want to talk some about that tonight, about getting your mind right. We're going to talk about your mind first. Amen. We're about the renewing of the mind and all of that. Amen. We're going to go ahead and um, in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. 
Amen. When it says, this is Apostle Paul talking to the Romans. And it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. Amen. And that's everybody. I know it says brethren, ladies, but you're included in this because you know you got to you gotta get your mind right. We're talking about just Christians, those that believe in God, period. Amen. I know it says that in different translations, brothers, brethren. And he could have been addressing some men, but this is also uh, for women as well, obviously, because you are part of the fold. What, what would we be without our, our, our mighty warriors, our lionesses, our sisters? Hallelujah, God. Bless God. Bless the, uh, all our women Christians out there. Amen. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. He was first getting off on that. Amen. God bless. Thank you, pastor. My pastor's always tuning in. Amen. God bless her, the mighty woman of God. He's telling you that we ought to present our bodies as a living sacrifice to be holy. Hallelujah, God. And that is your reasonable service to God. You know, we're supposed to be, that's what we're supposed to be. Like I said, we are walking epistles, like walking letters to God. Those of us that have given our life to Christ, those of us that are living holy with the help of the Holy Ghost. And I know, you know, some people like, you know, um, I'm trying to get there. God is working on me. We'll continue to let God work on you. Amen. I didn't get it right. The first day after I gave my life to Christ, it took several days, weeks, months at a time. It takes a while, but Prevalent don't take too long. Amen. You can't be saved 10 years ago and you still talking about getting drunk and carrying on. Now, either you just love doing that type of stuff. When you give your life to Christ, there's some things that you got must got to give up. You, you do not want that disconnect. See how you can't see? You don't want that disconnect between you and God. You don't want nothing separating God. You don't want nothing like that. Amen. You want to have that full connection. When you pull a leaf from the uh, from the uh, from the branch, from the vine or whatnot, you go out there, pull a pluck some leaves off the bush or whatnot. It'll be green right in and there. But you look at it tomorrow or the next day and see what it looked like. It's a disconnect. It's not getting fed no more. It's not getting the nourishment no more because it's disconnected. You don't want to be disconnected from God because you can be spiritually dead. You disconnect yourself from God. Things that would disconnect you from God is the number one three letter word, sin. And we all know that. Yeah, do we sin every day? Do we sin? Yes. But I'm talking about that continual sin without repentance. Amen. There are too many people. Amen. That have not given their life to Christ and just living and doing what they want to do. Amen. You, that's why the word of God tells us we have to get our mind right. There has to be a change. If we are saved, we must be holy. We got to present our bodies. Our bodies belong to God. Present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which are reasonable service. Amen. Bless your holy name. See, see in verse two, and it says, and be not conformed to this world. You know, we can't be shaped and molded world. W-O-R-L-D. World is another thing for the unsaved, the ungodly. That's what world means when it says, that's why the word of God says, that if you are a, if you are a friend of the world, you are an enemy with God. Huh? And that's just all it is to it. That's just all the world. That's, that's, that sinful nature. That's ungodliness. That's sinfulness. Amen. Like me, before I gave my life to Christ, I was part of the world. I was part of the world system. I did things the world did. I spoke like the world. I saw as the world. Hallelujah. That's why it says when you give your life to Christ, I believe in the second, uh, um, second Chronicle, uh, second Corinthians and what five and 17 by giving your life, you are a new creature. You know, things change. Hallelujah. Everything becomes new. You, your hands, your feet, you know, saying that my hands became new and I looked down at my feet and they were too. You know how the song goes. That's why it says old things are passed away. When you leave that world, 
You're supposed to leave that worldly way of thinking, that worldly way of doing things alone. That's what conformed. We can't be shaped and molded to that world, but be transformed. That's a change like transformers when they change from trucks to robots or back from robots to cars and all of that. That's a transform, a change. It says, but be transformed by the renewing of your of your mind. Your mindset has to change if you're going to be in Christ. You can't do the things you used to do. Cussing people out should not be your first option once you give your life to Christ. Amen. Like I've, I've there's some things that I try and say and I say it over and over and over because I got to get it in you. I just we just can't go from subject to subject to subject and just leave that alone because sometimes we got to be constantly reminded on it. Like the words, uh, what the song says, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. That's an old school song there. Amen. And we got to keep, we got to be trying improving every day. Our mindset has to be changed. It says be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What's acceptable? What is this? In Psalms 19 and 14, this is something old. See, when I was in apostolic, when I when I was going to apostolic churches when I was growing up, because my mother was a pastor in them apostolic churches. Let me tell you, when they did the benediction, this is what they said at every benediction. Let the words of my mouth. This is Psalm uh, 19, chapter 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth be in the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. I didn't see. We didn't say that so much that I don't even have to look at it, but that's what it says. I used to want, I just thought that was somebody saying that. And then when I got saved and I looked, I said, oh, that's what they were saying. All of these years, that's, that was straight Bible. That was coming from the word. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, the things that I think on, be acceptable in your sight. Look what it says, be acceptable. What it says here, also, that's Old Testament. What it says in New Testament, that says that, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. What are we doing? What are we saying? Is it acceptable to God? It said, let the words of my mouth, the things that you say, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I always go back to them four letter words. That's why I always go back to foul language and all of that type of stuff. That means something, saints of God. The word says there's power, there's life and death in the power of the tongue. The word also tells us that you will be justified by the words that you speak that will you either be justified or you'll be condemned by the words that you speak. That's a Matthew. I'm telling you, my God, it makes a difference with what comes out of our mouth. That's why I said you got to have in it, uh, a change of heart and a change of mind. Are you speaking positive? Are you speaking negative all the time? Hallelujah, God. That's why I'm saying the things that we think about. What are you thinking about? Are you always thinking about trying to get over on somebody? Are you always trying to think about just getting ahead and moving ahead the wrong way? Are you always just been mischievous? Those things. It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. What are you thinking on? The word of God tells us, I believe in the book of uh, Philippians, that the meditation, it says, think on these things, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are godly, things that are uh, uh, got virtue. I mean, it says, have any virtue. Think on these things. Even the word tells you things that you should be thinking about. Hallelujah, God. That's what I'm saying. We are living in a day and age where it looks like all people just have on their minds is revenge and getting back at somebody. And that's all what you're thinking about. And that's not the right frame of mind. If somebody does you wrong, the Bible tells us to forgive that individual. But we are living in a world day where you look weak. You look like you soft. You look like you sorry. If you're forgiving people and all of that for doing you wrong. Amen. Hallelujah, God. But the Bible tells us not to be weary and well doing. I was talking about that a little bit Sunday. If you're doing good things, continue to do good things. 
Hallelujah, God. Continue to do good things. You have to have the right mindset. You know, marriage, hallelujah, God. If you're going to marry to somebody, you have to be in the right frame of mind to be married. As speaking as a man, hallelujah. All of this hanging out with the boys all the time. Once you decide to say, I do, once you have a bride now, all of that going out with the boys, that stuff is cut off. You got to have a different mindset when you start thinking, when you're talking about marriage now, because your wife should be your number one focus over your boys now. God is first, family is second. What I mean by number one focus, I'm talking about over these other things, these earthly things. Your wife should be there. Women, the same thing. All of them girls nights out and all of that all the time. Sometimes it's one thing, but you know, sometimes girls go out every weekend. Guys go out every weekend. Once you get married, those those days is over. That's over. They can call you henpick. They can call you lockdown man and all that, whatever. You ain't got to live with this woman. I do. I ain't got time to hear all of this foolishness about me hanging out with y'all. And when that, we, we'll hang out some other day. We may hang out a couple hours at a time, but not going out all the time. It's a different mindset when you talk about getting married. If you ain't ready to give that up, then you ain't ready to be married then. And later, and that's something that got to be discussed. That's part of counseling. That's why you got to go to counseling. And a good counselor would tell them that, you know, it is about your wife now. It's about your spouse. You know, it ain't about your friends and, and all of that type of stuff. Now, that, that's secondary. You know, it's about your spouse. Put your spouse above all of that. And you have to have the right mindset. If you're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ, your mind has to be set on doing godly things, not things that you used to, because that's part of the things about accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That worldly stuff is put away now. Hallelujah, God. And see, that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. See, we're not going to live forever. We not. And as a matter of fact, let's go to that part. Let's, uh, Hebrews 9 and 27. You know, I only had three verses a day, three chapters, and that's where I'm going. Hebrews 9 and 27 says that, and it is appointed for men to die once. But after this, the judgment. That's Hebrews 9 and 27. So we only get one shot at this thing. We don't get several. We don't get two or three. It's not like you will die and then God says, okay, let's go in. Let's do this again because you messed up the first time, but I'm giving you a second chance. Uh, another, no, uh, look. Once that death angel come, as my bishop used to preach, when he preached, he said, once that death angel get off that horse, <laughs> once he dismount and come for you, that's it. And he was just, you know, paraphrasing whatever the case was. He said, once that death angel come to you, that's it. What state of mind, where will your heart be? Where will your mind, what kind of mindset do you have? Is your heart for Jesus at that point? Because nobody knows what death is. And that's why your mind has to be right. You have to have a mind to live right, to do right. Hallelujah, God. Yes, we're going to make mistakes every day, but don't dwell on those. Don't stay in those mistakes. We got to move on every day. We got to, Father, forgive me of my sins, God. I must do better. I have to do better. And we got to keep pushing forward. We ain't got time to be going backwards. Yes, there are backsliders out there. That's what the Bible still says God says I am married to the backslider God ain't forgot about you if you watching this part if you watching this uh Facebook live if you watching this be it tonight be it Thursday Friday Saturday whenever you come across and scrolling and come across this if that's you if you knew you used to be a hard charger for God you was in church every time the church doors open you was part of the choir you probably even had a position a deacon a minister even a pastor even for whatever reason you done went backwards hallelujah God and you ain't doing what you used to do you don't go to church no more you don't go to Bible study no more, but you done came across this. God still loves you and he still needs you. He can use you. Not let that God needs you. He can do it by himself. You know what I mean? That we can still use you, the body of Christ. I'll put it that way. Come back. Go back to your church or whatnot, if all of that, or whatever the case may be. 
Find a Bible-based church that's teaching and preaching the gospel and stick to it. Ask God for forgiveness, no matter what it is you have done, and get back in the fold. Tell that devil he is a liar. As a matter of fact, this Sunday coming, whenever that church door is open, you make sure you be there. That's male or female, whoever it may be, because we need you back in here. There's enough backsliders out there. There's enough people doing wrong. You don't want to die in that state, I'm telling you. And you, of all people, should know that, uh, brother or uh, sister backslider. You should know that. You know what happens if you die in this state right now. Don't let the devil fool you know where God knows your heart and you're going to be just fine. That's a lie because he's a liar and a father of it. That's what the word says. We need you back in the fold. Get out of that bed and go to church. Make up in your mind right now that you are going to church this coming Sunday, be it the first service, the second service, no matter how many services you may have. Repent, ask God for forgiveness right now, today, and make up in your mind that you will be going back to church. Hallelujah, God, and going on a continual basis. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, uh, Mr. Johnson. Amen for tuning in. My man there, Mike Johnson. Get in your mind. Change that mindset, that way of doing things, that way of thinking. We have to. Hallelujah, God. As I was saying, it's appointed once for men to die. So once again, you only get one shot at this thing at life. Only one. So you better make the best out of it. Amen. Because once you die, once you close your eyes for the final time, that's it. That's done. Your soul, that's why it says you die once and then comes the judgment. Were you with Christ or were you against him? Don't sit here now and tell me, I love the Lord, but you don't do nothing for him. Don't say none of that mess. I love the Lord, but there's people out there that I just can't stand that I hate. No, that ain't it either. How can you make it in with hatred on your heart? How can God call you into his house and you got hatred on your heart for somebody here on earth? That person that moved on and went on about their business. And if they got a hatred for you, that's going to be between them and God on judgment day. You don't want God to judge you. Amen. Like all of that, we always say only God can judge me. I done told y'all about that. And I done told you if I said it once, I'm going to say it a thousand times. Only God can judge me. Okay. That's the judge you don't want judging you. You better get it right right now. Because once he makes his final judgment, as, as you in the courtroom, once that judge slams the gavel down and pronounces sentence, that you've been sentenced to life or you've been sentenced to 25 to 30 years, that's it. Ain't no change in that. Once God says, depart from me, I don't know you. Depart from me, you sinner of iniquity. That's it. You are banished to hell and then hell will be tossed in the lake of fire and now you burn it forever. All because of the foolish mistakes that you made here on earth. Get it right today. Get your mind straight. Get your mind right. Them people in Hawaii that died, the only reason why I'm using that for an example, because many people died that didn't have no warning. We don't know what death is. Hallelujah, God. Sadly and unfortunately, there's somebody out there right now probably that's been in a car accident that won't make it. You think if they knew they was going to be in a car accident, they would have been driving on that road or that highway or whatever that? No. You think them people in Hawaii, if they had known that big fireball or whatever it is was coming, they had no warning. You think they would have been in that vicinity? If they would have had an hour's notice, they would have been gone from that place if they knew it, but they didn't know. You don't know what death is. You don't know what death is. And you better be right with God when you when that time comes, when God decides to, as we say, to call you home, then you better be right when it's time to come home. Hallelujah, God, because either heaven would be your home or hell would be your home. And that's just R-A-W. That's just raw. I'm not here to share. I don't put sugar. I don't put sugar on stuff like this. I don't put no sugar on the word. Ain't nothing sweet about it. Nothing but pure red bloody meat raw. And that's exactly what I'm giving you tonight. You better get your mind right with Christ and get a new way of thinking because you only die once. It says it's appointed for every man to die once. And after that, the judgment. 
Them people had no idea they was going to die. Get your mind right. There are straight bullets out here. People are getting shot. Sadly, people are getting shot in school. People are getting shot on the job. People are getting shot out here in the streets. People are getting shot at parties and whatnot. All those people that got shot at parties and jobs, you think they would have been there if they would have known that? No. You don't know if some fool go get mad and get to shooting at your job because they mad because they done got fired or whatnot. They just ain't coming to kill the boss. They shooting anything that they see because all they see is they're they, they taken over by the demonic forces and now they're just going to shoot the kill and all of that type of stuff. Sadly and unfortunately. Why in the world do you want to go in a schoolhouse and shoot children? Demonic. That's exactly what that is. When demons take over up here, it's over and whatnot. That's why you got to have that helmet of salvation, the full armor of God. You got that helmet of salvation. When that enemy is trying to talk to you, it can't penetrate. If I got any soldiers, any Air Force, any Navy, any Marines, you know, if you put on that helmet, there's a purpose for that helmet. Amen. Uh, my sister on here, Letitia J uh, Jackson, she was in the Marines. She know. Hallelujah. She knows. She know all about that. My soldiers that are out here also. Amen. And Michael Johnson, which was an airman. You know, when you put on that helmet that's supposed to stop them bullets from coming in amen you got on that spiritual helmet hallelujah god the devil can try and speak but it won't penetrate my god that's why the word of god tells you to put on the, the full armor of god that breastplate that breastplate how many lives have been saved from a bullet because they had on a flat jacket or they had on that bulletproof vest hallelujah god that bullet hit it it might hurt it might sting but you didn't die it didn't penetrate you can live to fight another day you have on that armor when the enemy shoots those fiery darts that's what the word says it will hit it but it won't penetrate you might feel it it might even sting but you know what it won't penetrate it won't break the skin it won't break the spiritual armor the armor of god is too strong put on that helmet of salvation that breastplate of righteousness I was saying the other day in Timothy chapter 2 verses 12 about how we should be living in this world. I believe I said that Sunday at church about living godly and soberly and righteously in this present world. That's how we're supposed to be living. We got to have a transforming of the mind. The mind has to be changed to live right. Your heart has to be right. My God. There you go, Sister Thomas. Full arm of God. You got to have it on. The belt of truth. Your sword, the Bible, which is the word of God, is to have your sword, your faith that you have. That's your your, your shield of faith because you got to have that shield. See, that's how back in the Roman days, as we were talking about, they had that shield. Now we got flat jackets, you know, in real life. But they were talking about the shield. You got to have that. Your, your shield is your faith because you got to believe because the word tells us what is in Hebrews um, 11 and 6 that without faith, it's impossible to please him. You can't please God without faith. Hallelujah, God. And he don't ask for much. He only asks for a little bit. It never did say, in order to please God, you got to have a whole bunch. You got to have a mountain of faith. Did he say a mountain or a, it starts with an M. What is it? <laughs> you can't have, you can have a mountain of faith, which is great, but God don't even require that. All God would say, just have a mustard seed. If you just believe in God just a little bit. At least you believe, as far as God, at least you are believing. It's better than having none at all. At least you got a little bit. That's why it says just a mustard seed. And from my understanding, that's the smallest seed. God don't need much. There you go, Sister Jacobs. God bless you, sister. It says that you only need a little bit, just a mustard seed. Hallelujah, God, to believe God. He says without it, it's impossible to please him. God can't do nothing for you if you don't believe in you. And why should he? Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. He wakes you up every day. That should be a thank you right there. 
Amen. You pray before. That's why I was saying you got to pray before you get on your job. If you're working, amen. If you don't work and if you're tired, whatever the case may be, just continue to uh, praise God anyhow. Praise God and thank God for the day. Thank God for uh, being able to do what you do. But those of us that are waking up in the morning and going to work or going to work in the evening, whenever you go to work, be prayed up before you get there. Hallelujah, God. Be prayed up before you get there. Father God, cover me with your blood. If there's some things going on with your job, hallelujah. There you go, Sister Myers. If things are may anything going on with your job, you pray to God to remove that. Remove that right now in the mighty name of Jesus. If you got some type of wicked or evil boss or supervisor, pray to God to remove him. Either remove me or remove them. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. And next thing you know, you'll be getting word that they resigning or retiring or even got fired, whatever the case may be. Maybe a better a job opportunity to open up for you that you can leave that place and go someplace else, but you got to pray if things ain't right. If things are right, pray that they are right and God bless you because there's many people in a situation that they can't stand going where they at. And sometimes you might be in a situation where you got too many years in and you ain't got time to be trying to leave and go someplace else and lose all your benefits and whatnot. And some people just got to stick that thing out and that's why they got to pray to God to move something and move it now. Hallelujah, God. Amen. Bless your holy name. Oh, by the way, you old heads move some. Remember, that was a song by Two Live Crew back in the day. I ain't forgot. Move some. I used to listen to that foolishness. Amen. There goes my, my, my favorite Steeler friend there, brother. Another classmate, Eric Williams, is on here. God bless you, brother. Thank you for tuning in, brother Fuller. God bless you. Amen. You got to pray to God to move them things out of your way. Hallelujah, God. If you believe in God, then he'll move it. That, if you don't believe, it's going to stay the same. That's why he says to have just a little bit of faith. You can always have more, but he said that's a start to believe in him. But you got to have the mind to do that, though. You got to have the mind to believe in what you're praying for, for God to move some things. Ask God to move things in your family. If you got a wayward child, you got to pray to God to move some things and open up doors for that child that that child will get on track. Train up a child the way that they should go. Now, when they depart, they won't be uh, they uh, they won't forget about how, like us. That's me, guys. That's me. You think my mother went that not that said this and my mother was apostolic. I was in the church. I didn't care nothing about that stuff. And I used to play the drum every Sunday, playing the drum. I can't play them a lick now. But back then when I was 15, 16, 17, boy, I was on it, boy. Playing them drums every week. Amen. Every weekend that that was my job, playing them drums in the church. So my mother was using me in there. I still remember them old gospel songs. I was raised up the way I was supposed to be. That's why I said train up a child in the way they should go. And when they become old, they will not depart from it. Amen. Boy, I got my class on here today. Kerry Washington. Amen. Class of 91 representing from Lord Richland. Y'all keep on representing. God bless you. Bishop Kills coming in from Washington, D.C. God bless you, mighty woman of God. Mind right. Like I said, you got to get your mind right. Train up them children. Keep them children in church. Keep blessing them. Hallelujah. Cousin Gwen, Mother Michelle, Mother Chappelle. God bless you, cousin from D.C. Keep them children in the word of God. Hallelujah. I used my son. 24 years old right now, DJ, Dakota Radden Jr. Amen. When he was in the seventh grade, I believe, I had him reading Psalm 27 verses one through four every day, every morning. And it got to a point where he knew it by heart, where he didn't even have to look at the word no more. I even had him to recite that in front of one of his teachers because, yes, he was a child. He used to be influenced and whatnot, and he would be acting a fool in school. And we would have to go down to Hopkins every now and then to come talk to the teachers and whatnot. I said, boy, and all this stuff. I said, man, look at teach. Uh, I say, look him. Uh, boy, repeat uh, Psalm, uh, Psalm 27. He said Psalm 27, one through four. That's you. She was shocked. 
And whatnot, because she didn't expect that he was just something. I mean, yes, some I was a PK, as they call preacher's kid, you know, and all of that type of stuff. <laughs> and that is the preacher's kids are the worst one. I come against that right now in the mighty name of Jesus. That's a lie. I was not the worst kid out there. I did my share of devilment, but I wasn't the worst. Uh, you know, uh, my parents never did get no phone calls from school, especially when I got in high school and all of that type of stuff. They didn't have to come up to the school to speak to teachers and all that. Pretty much after middle school, they didn't have to do all of that. But the point is, we got to train up our children, amen, and keep them in church and keep them focused and keep them interested, amen. So, like I said, when they get older, they'll know. Right now, my own son, 24, when I was 24, I was nowhere near God, I would did not have Holy Ghost address, church address, nothing. I wouldn't go into nobody's church unless you asked me to do. Now, you talking about somebody who was brought up in it now and all of that type of stuff. It's like once I got out of my mama's house when I went to the army, gone. That was it. No more church for the kid. No, sir. My mind was on the world, what I was talking about, because I love the way to how the world did things, the pleasures of sin. Amen. And I'm only speaking from a male point of view. And you know what that means. That's chasing, chasing skirts, listening to foul music and all of that type of stuff. That's what my mindset was at. I thank God for change. You hear me? I thank God that God did not have to take me out before I gave my life to Christ. I gave my life to Christ in 2003 in November. So come November this year, I've been a child of God. I'll be a child of God for going on for 20 20 years now coming up. Amen. I put my hand on the plow shortly after that. Amen. And I ain't looked back since. Bless your holy name, God. And I give God the praise and honor because it says you didn't choose me. I chose you. The Lord knows I didn't choose God. I thank God for choosing me because everybody is not going to be chosen. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. And if you are chosen of God, if you've given your life to Christ, you better keep on living holy and doing what you're supposed to do. Yes, we make change. Uh, yes, we make errors. Yes, we make mistakes. God knows that. God never did say I'm picking perfect men and women to be pastors and leaders of churches. Amen. Everybody who I choose to go do the right thing and never make a mistake. God never said that. That's why he died on the cross. He know we're going to make mistakes. Hallelujah, God. But we just can't dwell and stay there. Whatever that vice is, pray to God. You got to have the mindset for to remove that vice. That's why I'm talking all these backsliders right now, whatever it may be. Hallelujah. Stop it right now. Repent, ask God for forgiveness and come on back. Hallelujah, God. Your pastor can use you in the house of the Lord again. He can use you. She can use you. They can use you. Amen. There's positions to be filled. We need ushers. We need more men and women of God in position. We need those things. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name, Jesus. We can go everywhere else except the house of the Lord. Bless your holy name. Let us get back in the house of the Lord. For those of us that are there, continue to do what you're doing. Continue to be a blessing and not a hindrance to your pastor. Hallelujah. The pastor got enough stuff to worry about. The devil is already coming after them, trying to get them to fall tempting them in all kinds of ways, trying to make things difficult. And one of the things a pastor does not need is some unruly Christian, unruly member. Want to do things their way. Don't want to go along with the vision. Don't want to go along with the plan. Always want to do things your way and going against the grain. Pastors don't need that. Yes, they will pray for you. Yes, they will still look out for you under the Holy Spirit of God because God himself will wake that pastor up and that pastor will keep you in prayer knowing that you're giving them the most trouble. Now, yes, some of my pastors say, look, I don't need this. Please remove them and whatnot. And here you go. Ain't no pastor. I don't think I can stay here anymore. I'm going to just go ahead and move on. Well, you know what? Probably pastor probably already prayed for that. And believe me, Pastor, I ain't going to shed no tears about that because you are cancer anyway. You got to stop that foolishness. Stop that. Help your pastor. Help them. Be a help and not a hinder. If you go choose two of the H's, be a help and not a hinder. 
Don't be hindering them. Help them as much as possible. Hallelujah. Pastor, what can I do? What can I do to help you? What can I do to better serve this church? Hallelujah, God. And I'm quite sure, Pastor, will let you know what you need to do or what you can do. Hallelujah, God. You can volunteer. You can do other things. There's committees. There's boards. There's auxiliaries that you can join to be a part of. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. And for those of us that are in the church, continue to praise God. Bless God. Keep keep your uh, brothers and sisters in prayer. Amen. Your spiritual brothers and sisters. Pray for those siblings. That's not right. I pray for Fourth thing I pray, I pray for family, close friends, co-workers, and yes, my classmates. I pray for my classmates, those that I pray that they accept Jesus as a personal savior. I do. I wish class of 91 wasn't nothing but a bunch of gospel preachers and teachers of the gospel. Amen. But I know that's not so. Amen. But we got a lot of them that is following Christ and thank God for them. Close friends, family members, classmates, co-workers, them co-workers, my God, I done been at my job for 23 years. Man. Nevertheless, I'm praying for them boys every day because a lot of the men of God that I was there with have retired. Them clowns done left me. Yeah, I call them clowns because I be tripping with them. They done left me there all by myself at uh, the city of Columbia because we used to get together. And I thank God for the mighty men of God because that kept me straight. Amen. Especially when I was a babe in Christ, I was getting good teaching at the job and good, good teaching at my church when my bishop was the pastor at the time with Bible studies and Sunday schools and sermons and whatnot and coming to church with them real men of God and going back in Deacon Boy's room and we opening up our Bible and having trivia questions and discussing things and all of that. God blessed. And now all of them are retired and then left me there all by myself. Amen. But thank you. God bless you all for tuning in. But once again, as a reminder, get your mind right. Like I said, them people in Hawaii, many of them didn't have time to repent, probably didn't have time to do anything to get it right. You got time right now while you're on this uh, on this phone, on this social media right now, be it tonight, be it tomorrow. Repent. Ask God for forgiveness. If you haven't talked to God all day, talk to him right now. Ask God for forgiveness. Thank God for life, health and strength. You fed yourself today. You got a roof over your head. You can walk and talk. You can drive and all of that. If you're feeling bad in your bodies, we'll pray that God remove that pain and fix it, whatever it may be. Because he's a healer and nothing is too hard for God. Hallelujah, God. If he made the blind see, the deaf ear, the lame walk, is nothing too hard for God. Hallelujah, God. And so many other things. The woman with the issue of blood, she'd been bleeding for 12 years. All she did was just touch the hem of his garment that was hanging. She didn't physically touch him, didn't touch his shoulder, didn't touch his face. All she touched was a piece of clothing that was hanging off of him and the blood instantly stopped. That's how powerful Jesus is. The same Jesus, the same God yesterday, today, and for Ever. That's that same God that we pray to, that same woman that got that woman that got healed by the issue of blood. That's the same Jesus today. Hallelujah, God. He is a healer. He's the truth, the way, and the life. There is nothing too hard for him. Hallelujah, God. If things that you ask asking for haven't come yet, keep praising God. There's a lot of things that my wife and I are praising for that haven't come to pass yet, and we still yet um, um, asking for them. Oh, by the way, on Monday the 21st, it'll be me and my wife's anniversary. Amen. We will be 24 years of marital bliss. Amen. Of holy matrimony. Amen. Bless your holy name, God. Hallelujah, God. Um, like I said, I met my wife, quick testimony, in the club back in 1998. Met her in the club at Fort Knox, Kentucky. 
at the NCO Club. Hallelujah, God. And look where we at today. Two mighty men and women of God serving God. And look where we met at. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't they met in the devil's den. You hear me? Because that's where I used to be at every week in the club. I'm surprised I ain't ran into her earlier. But that's where that's where I met out of. Hallelujah, God. Met her back then in 1998. And in August 21st in 1999, we tied the knot. And we've been together ever since and still going strong. Bless your holy name, God. Hallelujah, God. Want to do 24 more if we can, if we still living. Amen. Want to live with her till um, um, I don't have to say great because I'm already there till I'm old. Hallelujah, God. You know, you say old and great. Amen. I'm already one of them, but I want to uh, uh, be with her until, amen, until God decides to call either one of us home till death does us part in the mighty name of Jesus. I took them vows seriously. Be faithful and dedicated to your spouse. Amen. Once again, you got to have a mindset. It wasn't always smooth. It wasn't always a bowl of cherries. Hallelujah, God. But nevertheless, we still here. Amen. How by the grace of God, because it had not been for the Lord, where would we be? Divorced. Hallelujah. If it wasn't for God. Amen. Now, it was some rough times here at one point. Hallelujah, God. But nevertheless, we got through them together because it takes three to make a marriage work. Hallelujah, God. The husband and wife and God right there in the middle. Hallelujah, God. Amen. You got to have God there. Yes, I know people go through divorces and all that and separations. Amen. But sometimes we just chose the wrong one because God wasn't in it. Amen. Hallelujah, God. That just it was just by the grace of God. Like I say, we were together. Like I said, it wasn't like we both was praying for one. Like look where we met. I said we met in the NCO club in uh, Fort Knox, Kentucky. Hallelujah, God. But we still here today. Bless your holy name, God. 24 years of marriage coming up on August the 21st. Amen. Thank you. Another classmate tuning in. Amen. I was in the military with this brother right here, brother Lawrence Wade. I believe he's a deacon, a man of God. Amen. I still remember that brother when we was in Germany. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Uh, brother Wade, my bishop all the way from Sierra Vista. Amen. The prelate, Bishop Andre Sexton. Amen. God bless you. Uh, bishop Sexton. Amen. I was looking at some of his Bible study on last night. That man know he can teach. You hear me? God uses him to teach. I love to hear him teach. God bless him. Amen. God bless each and every last one of you. Amen. Thank you for the uh, the anniversary wish us, uh, uh, Bishop Kills and, and Mother Chappelle, my cousin. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. You're right, Pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. God is, as Pastor is saying about doing the work. Amen. Hallelujah. Train for the work. <laughs> Amen. Don't I don't let the work stop. That's right. You got to keep working. Amen. Got to keep working in the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless your holy name. Thank you all for tuning in. We're going to go into a word of prayer, put a benediction on tonight. Then I'll give you some information if you want to tune in to our, our, uh, our church app. Amen. Or keep us in prayer. But let us let us go into a word of God. Amen. Let us go into prayer. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, bless each and every one that was on the line tonight. Thank them for taking time out of their busy schedules to tune in on tonight. God bless all of my classmates, class of 91, for tuning in. Amen. My soldier in arms, brother Wade, for tuning in. God bless the saints of God. Amen. From Restoration Community Outreach and Faith Deliverance Outreach in Jesus' holy name. My co-worker Michael Johnson. Amen. Hallelujah. And all those that was able to tune in. God bless each and every last one of you. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you will continue to help us to keep our mind right, God, and to focus, Heavenly Father, and keep our mind stayed on on you in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless your holy name, God. I pray, Lord, that we will repent daily of our sins, Heavenly Father, Lord. And I pray I come against any vice anything that causes separation between um, us and you, Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus right now. Cast it to the dry places in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah, God. Father God, I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that we be on one accord, 
in me on accord to put you first in all things, to be faithful, dedicated, and committed to you in Jesus' holy name. Father God, we love you. We praise you. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' holy name. We pray. Amen. 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 Dollar sign RCOM, Restoration Community Outreach Ministries. Amen. That the 1999 dollar sign RCOM, 1999. That's uh, for our cash app. If you want to uh, bless our ministry and send anything to it. If you're not able to do so or just can't, amen. Keep us in prayer. Amen. Because we are brothers and sisters in Christ and we need to pray for one another. I pray for our Christian brothers and sisters on a daily basis, or at least I try to. Amen. I pray for pastors all over the world. Every man and woman that's in a leadership position, I pray that God use them and keep them covered with his blood. I pray for Christians that are not in leadership positions, amen, to continue to bless your holy name, God, and to be on one accord and to set a good example. I hear my honey brown sugar coming in the door right now, amen. She's coming in from a hard day's work. God bless her, amen. I already got my fish and uh, shrimp ready and cooked, amen, because that's what I do, amen. Hallelujah, God. Spouses help one another. God bless each and every last one of you, amen. I love you. If you need prayer, Holler at me. Give me a holler on Facebook or whatever the case may be. Reach out. Amen. God bless you. Amen. And once again, it's our anniversary. So if you want to send a monetary gift, amen, we are not turning it down. Amen. 24 years of marital bliss. My wife laughing. Amen. God bless each and every last one of you. We love you. God bless you.